It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. zero eight zero if you want to get in on the conversation we'd love to hear your thoughts sam king is going to join us here in about 15 minutes it is a uh, big weekend in uh, basketball not only are the women playing and sold out mackie against iu not only the men going down to assembly hall tomorrow but we've got girls sectional semifinals tonight five area teams still in the hunt a lot of stuff going on so uh, we'll get to all that and more with sam he is uh, roughly 15 minutes away. And then, of course, at 4 o'clock, Jeff Schulich slides in here with me, and it is uh, the Boiler Basketball Show. we got so much stuff uh, to talk about here with uh, hoops, though. But let's go ahead and get started with uh, this, uh, just the basic stuff. It's need-to-know news time. Here's your need-to-know news. Big Ten hoops last night. Wisconsin, a 16-point lead at halftime, and Chris Holtman was ejected. Perfect time to take that minus nine, right? Yeah, the Buckeyes claw back late. They still come up short, though. 65-60, to 60, the final at Value City Arena. Michigan with little trouble in the second half. It was a very low-scoring first half. I don't even think they put up 50 in that first half combined. Ugh. Michigan gets a go in the second half, though, uh, at Welsh Ryan. 68-51, to 51, the final over the Wildcats. No Big Ten hoops tonight. Oh, this this is this no Friday Monday stuff lately. I don't like it. Saturday's loaded though. Michigan State Rutgers they go out at, at Madison Square Garden noon. I totally forgot that that game was supposed to be in MSG and not at Jersey Mike's Arena. Uh, the Illini head to Iowa. Remember they got a little little fan animosity there. Two thirty. Purdue, Indiana, 4 p.m. That game on ESPN. Maryland will wrap up the day with a trip to the barn to take on Minnesota in the evening game. So where's that leave us? The battle for the top four seeds becomes even tougher as uh, teams are now... How many teams we got? Ten teams in play here for the uh, other three double buys. This is insane. Purdue has one in hand, but you have 10 teams that are within two games of each other for three spots. Wow. Crazy. So, theoretically, you've got a, I mean, you've got teams right now that are as high as, I don't know, with the tiebreakers. Lord knows what the tiebreakers look like. I don't even want to think about the math. But you have a seven, let's just say you have a seven and four Rutgers team right now. That could easily be playing on day one of the Big Ten tournament. It's it's so bizarre. Ten teams that could either be the two seed or could be playing day one. 
I just, I've never seen anything like it. Everybody's got about uh, eight, nine games left here, too. So still plenty of time. There'll still be plenty of movement. Pacers blow a double-digit lead in the fourth. They didn't get to shoot any free throws. The Lakers shot plenty of them. And the Lake Show wins 112-111. Naismith, Turner, and Halliburton, who made his return from injury, all with 20-plus points. Pacers have to go at it again tonight. They're hosting the Kings. Three-and-a-half-point home dogs are your Pacers. Bulls, they take it to the Hornets. 114-98. Vooch, 17 points, 12 rebounds. Ayo DeSumu, a nice night. 22 points for the former Illini guard. Bulls will host the Trailblazers tomorrow. The Indianapolis Colts have a head coach. Just kidding. I can't believe you fell for that one. I'm pretty sure this whole search now is just a Super Bowl ad for Indeed. No words. Don't know what to do. There are a few other kind of strenuating circumstances throughout sports here today that you might want to know about. Uh, it sounds like Kyrie has officially been asked to be traded. Just keep your fingers crossed your favorite team does not go out there and get him. He burns everything to the ground, it seems like. He wants out of Brooklyn. Good luck with that. Uh, and uh, then there's a uh, new rumor, too, by the way. If you are a Bears fan, I know you are looking for a wide receiver. Uh, allegedly, the Bengals may be looking to trade T. Higgins because he wants way too much money. So that could also be out there. But there you go. That is today's Need to Know News. Good night last night with my friends from DraftKings. We took both those road dogs, didn't we? We didn't even need to tease it. That's the sad thing. Ugh. But we still hit. I did uh, go back through, like I said. I, I did take my two road dogs and unders. And I parlayed that together. So we hit there. Oh, good night. Just two games. But we hit. Tonight, oh, the college basketball slate is, ugh. A lot of Ivy League action. Hey, Ball State's got to host Eastern Michigan and Amani Bates. Remember, he had his last game out. He had like 20-some-odd straight points to end the half. Ugh. You got Maction tonight, and you've got, like, Ivy League action. That's what we're rolling with. I'm out on college basketball tonight. My friends over at DraftKings, though, are still doing the get up 10 and win with that NBA early win. If you play that, good luck. Just please, please take somebody in plus money. You're, you're wasting your time taking a minus money line winner there. Take advantage there. Take a plus money line team. Options tonight on that. Your Pacers at plus 145. The Suns are at plus 330 against Boston tonight. I don't know that I like that. Houston plus 265 at home against the Raptors. The Spurs plus 380 against the 76ers. Magic plus 155 on the road at Minnesota. And the Hawks are at even money against the Jazz tonight on the road. So if you want to get into that, that's very cool. They also have a no-sweat same-game parlay for you tonight. Uh, very, very simple here. Uh, they'll credit you back uh, with a bonus bet up to $10 if it does not hit. I usually like to try to take a swing at some of these things when they do that, but I have to stick with what we know here, and that is the Pacers and the Kings, right? Pacers played last night. I don't anticipate them winning tonight after playing last night. It is at home, though, against Sacramento. 
I put together something super easy. I took the Kings money line. And I took uh, Halliburton. Over nine and a half assists. He was good again last night. I believe he had, did he have 11 last night? So clearly he seems like he's back. He's had in his careers two games against his old friends in Sacktown. 15 assists and 10 assists. I, he's just he, he's been very solid uh, over his uh, last uh, ten games in covering in the double digits uh, under the assist category. In fact, in his last uh, five, he's done it four times. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll take that tonight. That gets me to plus two hundred just with that Sacramento money line Halliburton ten plus rebounds. I was looking at Sabonis too because he's been hot and you know he's one of the league's best rebounders. But I, boy, they want a lot out of him. They, I mean, to make it worth it, you're looking at at least 15 rebounds for Sabonis, and I just think that's just a little bit. I'm not ready to get down with that. His last 10 are 11, 13, 10, 8, 10, 9, 14, 18, 15, and 14. So really, I feel like he's good to get you like 10 to to 12 is a good betting spot there. But I, I don't like the odds for it. I think that's just a little bit too much. And I don't want to discount, you know, Miles Turner, who has been uh, exceptional, I think, over his last 10 games uh, rebounding here. He's had a couple of uh, 13-plus rebounding performances. Yeah, so I'm just I'm, I'm going to back off there. Keep it simple. That's a two-leg guy. Up to 10 bucks back. Make sure you opt in first. With that NBA same game parlay, that's my play. Now, if you want to add extra legs, look, it's it's essentially risk-free, right? You're going to get it back as a bonus bet. So maybe you get a little bit crazier with it. Good luck. I'm just going to keep it simple because I, I don't know much else about it. And it's just not it's not enticing slate tonight. I'm not a huge NBA guy. I'm more of a Big Ten basketball guy. So uh, best of luck if you're going to play. Um... Everything's going to be – I was already looking at the promos for next week, man. DraftKings going to hook you up Super Bowl week, so uh, that will be fun. We're going to take a little break here. Hang tight, Sam King, Journal, and Courier. He's going to join us next. It's a big night in uh, high school hoops. It's also a big weekend for Purdue basketball. We'll talk with him and get his thoughts. That's next. You are listening to the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7. Back on the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7TheHammer.com. We're going to go to the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier, is our guest who's going to have... Buddy, I, I hope you like basketball because I think you've got a pretty stacked basketball weekend. Uh, it, it sort of starts with uh, tonight here. Uh, girls sectional semifinals, I believe we have, what, uh, five teams left. Uh, you've got uh, a couple at Jeff tonight with Harrison and Kokomo, Jeff and Logansport. Uh, the Harrison game starts at 6, followed by that uh, Jeff game. Uh, over at Central Catholic, uh, the Knights are still at it, 6 o'clock against Seeger. And then uh, over at Attica, you've got um, uh, the Faith Christian Eagles 
uh, still in this one after, well, let's start with them. A dramatic win in overtime over Clinton Central. I talked to you last uh, well, week or two ago about this, and you know, you told me, hey, this is like the one draw the Eagles really didn't want to have to, have to go through Clinton Central again, especially in the first round, but uh, they take care of business here, so is it uh, smooth sailing for them all the way through the uh, sectional final now? Well, I would think that was the sectional championship game uh, that just happened to be the first game of the tournament, uh, and, and props to Faith Christian because uh, it was a freshman that scored 29, 30 points and had 11 boards or whatever it was to uh, lead Faith to that win. And I would like to think that Attica you know, has had a, a, a good year for Attica. If you think of recent history, that's been a program down in the dumps in some ways, and then Dan Dawson took it over this year, and uh, they've got six wins, which is a nice uh, feather in the cap for you know, hopefully getting something started there. But uh, I do think Faith Christian probably can, I don't want to say coast, because you still have to play the games, but should be in a good situation uh, tonight and tomorrow to win that program's first sectional championship. I did leave out West Lafayette. My fault. Uh, my apologies to Coach Shot on that. But uh, they've got a tough task tonight out of BC, uh, an undefeated Twin Lakes team here. So uh, what uh, what are the chances like for the Red Devils to be able to advance into the final here against uh, this undefeated Twin Lakes team? Who uh, they did play what uh, back at the beginning of the uh, Health Hoops Classic and, and, and lost by fifteen. Um, can can they uh, can they avenge that loss? You think? Well, they lost to them twice, actually, and it was uh, it was a much closer game, that 15-point that game you're referencing, and I believe that West Lafayette led by double figures in the second half of that game, and everything that could have gone wrong did for, for Westside, and everything that could go right for Twin Lakes did. Uh, if, if anybody's sitting around tonight and just looking for entertainment or something to do, I would uh, suggest making the short drive to Benton County and watching that game, because it's going to be fantastic, and I think that... Uh, I would not be surprised if West Lafayette beats Twin Lakes, which, as you mentioned, is undefeated and is ranked number one in Class 3A right now. Uh, but the Red Devils can beat this team. I think that they they match up very well with them in terms of you know Twin Lakes' strength is really three perimeter players. They have three outstanding guards, and uh, West Lafayette has really great scoring guards as well. So that's going to be probably a game to watch around the state tonight. Um, this is one of the ones to keep an eye on because – uh, the number one team could go down. Um, this is kind of the year that Twin Lakes has been waiting for, but uh, West Lafayette is probably the team in that field that matches up uh, as well as anybody with them. So I think it's going to be a fantastic game that uh, is going to come down to the wire, and, and the team that wins that uh, is going to be the favorite probably going into tomorrow night's championship game. Uh, we got a good one out at uh, Central Catholic, uh, Seeger and CC uh, will uh, tango uh, there on uh, 9th Street. Uh, I thought these two had played earlier in the season, but I had to go back a couple years for them to, to, to see when the last time they squared off here. But uh, Coach DeVault and company uh, off that uh, state run last year. I know they come up short in the championship game, but uh, looking to win back-to-back sectionals here. Uh, how do you like their odds tonight? I think that um, CC should win this game. Um, Seeger really struggled to beat Delphi the other night. And uh, it's a first-year head coach, although one that was at Tipton before, so quite familiar with Central Catholic's program and how to play that team. Uh, yeah, they've had some battles in the postseason in the past. Uh, I think back, gosh, it's been 2015 or so now, uh, Central Catholic won a state championship but had to go through Seeger in the sectional and barely survived, won something like 28-26 to 26 or 
you know, just a real low-scoring game that uh, you had to gut out. And um, when you get in these postseason games and you're playing for your season, you see all kinds of gimmicks uh, when you're outmatched. So that really uh, can kind of level the playing field a little bit. But Central Catholic being at home and being uh, as experienced as it is, it's, you know, three starters back from that team that went to the state championship last year, I think that uh, you know the, the one to really look at probably is tomorrow because – uh, Central Catholic should win this and then be playing either a, a really, really good Carroll program with a Division One caliber player on its team or Clinton Prairie, which is kind of a team surging at the right time. Uh, and that, uh, Clinton Prairie also has some, some postseason uh, history with Central Catholic having knocked the Knights out two years ago in the sectional. Sam over at uh, Crawley here. Harrison starts at 6 o'clock against Kokomo. Jeff then and uh, Logansport in the other semifinal game. Harrison 6-0 and against uh, sectional opponents this season. Uh, they do have the victory over a, a 500 team in Kokomo. Uh, but then you also have Jeff there. I know uh, they, they have uh, struggled again this season as they uh, try to get that program uh, going in the right direction against the 13-9 and Logansport team. Um, should I just go ahead and assume it's the Raiders and, and uh, Logansport here tomorrow for the championship? That would be the... Uh... You know, the likely scenario, uh, Lafayette Jeff's going to come out and play like it has nothing to lose. But, uh, you know, I think that that's a program that's slowly getting better. It's just probably not there yet. Uh, Harrison probably would have preferred that McCutcheon beat Kokomo the other night because that's a better matchup. Kokomo's got some bigs that could, um, match up well with, with Harrison. And, uh, you know, I expect that to maybe be a closer game than people think. But overall, talent wise, Harrison does have more and, uh, you know, has a couple of really capable high-scoring players in Riley Flynn and, and Riley Whitlock. So I would think it's going to be Logansport and Harrison tomorrow when Harrison with a chance to end a you know, nearly four-decade sectional drought. We'll talk with Sam King of the Journal and Courier here on the Hammerhead Hotline. Let's uh, shift over to this weekend's action here. Uh, before we get to the big men's game uh, tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday's a... Uh, uh, a huge game in Mackey, sold out for the Purdue women, uh, fresh off a couple of uh, wins on the road against ranked opponents, including number 2 uh, Ohio State. They're going to welcome in Indiana. Uh, I know there was some media availability uh, early on today where uh, you know the women were uh, uh, out talking to you guys here, and you got to talk to Coach Geralds and everything. What was the vibe around that after practice today, and uh, what they had to say about the matchup against uh, Indiana on Sunday? Well, uh Katie Gerald was very complimentary of Indiana, as anybody should be who's watched that team this year because they're really, really good. And uh, I think they're ranked fourth, and she said they're better than fourth in the country in her eyes. So uh, definitely a great opportunity for Purdue, especially when you mention a sold-out crowd at Mackey, the fact that uh, Purdue has beaten two ranked opponents in a row, just beat the number two team in the country on the road last week. Uh, I did ask her that, you know, she played here and, and – you know, had tremendous fan support because the program was a national power at that time. Uh, but she said, I've never played in front of a sold-out Mackey Arena. And it's just been kind of crazy that this group has got to do some things that people haven't done in Purdue women's basketball, playing in front of a sold-out Mackey crowd. I think it's the third time this has ever happened. Uh, beating a top-five team on the road, which had never happened in program history, as, as crazy as that sounds when you consider how good Purdue women's basketball was for you know, basically three decade stretch there for a while. Uh, it's you know, it's just great to uh, kind of get a, a a venue like that that's going to be packed for the the women's team because uh, it's been you know go earlier in the season this year and you see 500 people in Mackey and 
the place looks empty, and those 500 could be as loud as they want to be, but uh, there's a lot of empty seats there, and it maybe doesn't have the same impact. So I expect this to be kind of a hostile environment, and maybe that's the, um, you know, what can kind of propel Purdue to an upset. And uh, if Purdue wins this game, uh, we're talking great resume in terms of uh, when you look at the NCAA tournament and that team getting in there. So I think that that's got to be in the back of their minds that uh, this is a great opportunity to propel Purdue back kind of in the national landscape. Sam King with us on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline for the Journal and Courier tomorrow. Uh, the big one here with the Purdue men's basketball heading down to Bloomington. Um, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Sam. Uh, this is a tremendous opportunity, I think, for for both teams because there's you know those in-state bragging rights. Uh, you know, Purdue with so many you know Mr. Basketballs and, and Mr. Basketball runner-up Gatorade Players of the Year. I know it means a lot to them. Uh, but when you have that number one next to you, there's a big target on your back and an expectation. But you know, for the Hoosiers here, they got to make a statement. Uh, and I'm kind of wondering who, who, in your estimation, do you feel like's got the uh, the most pressure on them going into Saturday's matchup? Oh, I think that um, obviously, in terms of a conference championship, Purdue is comfortably in front of the field right now. Uh, I think this could be a huge boost for Indiana in terms of NCAA tournament seeding. If you have that win over Purdue, um, that's a big deal. It's, it's a big deal anyway, because at least from a fan perspective, maybe not. As much if you're a player, you're just trying to win another game. But uh, Purdue's had a lot of success stopping Trace Jackson Davis throughout his career. But uh, here as of late, nobody's had success stopping Trace Jackson Davis. So that is one thing to look at, just how Purdue defends him and tries to keep him from going off for 30 points. And then you flip it to the other side of the court. How does Indiana try to defend Zach Eady and and keep him from going off? Uh, That's a really intriguing matchup down there in the post because they're two completely different players. And I would expect both of those guys to see a lot of double teams. So you might have a a guy step up and and Matt Painter today mentioned uh, the importance of when you focus on stars, you still have to remember the other guys. And he he said last year, Robert Finnessy killed us. He went off against us. He hit the the game winning shot at the end of the game. So, uh, you know, maybe look at players like that. You know, we look at what Mason Gillis did just the other night against Penn State. Uh, it's really going to be a matchup where your depth is what's going to win you the game. It's not going to be the star players, although those star players have to play well. And for Purdue, I think that uh, a big key is probably Fletcher Lawyer, who had five points against Penn State. He missed an an easy layup, uh, probably did not shoot the ball as well as he's capable of, but he was a focal point of Penn State's defense because of what he did to that team earlier this season. So, you're going to need, um, you know, your second, third scores to really have good nights, but also you're going to have to get a, a big boost from somebody, whether it's a Brandon Newman or a, a Mason Gillis. Uh, I feel like as the season's gone on and this improbable 22-1 and season that, that nobody saw coming, uh, there's been so many games that I've pointed to and said, okay, that's the, that's the game where Purdue's going to lose, or this is the game where Purdue's going to lose. I thought that um, you know, when, when Purdue went to Michigan State, I thought that when Purdue went to Michigan, and uh, this hasn't been the case. Purdue's found a way every single time, minus one shot that went in late uh, against Rutgers uh, from winning every single game this season. So uh, quite remarkable, and uh, it's really something that can kind of carry you when you win those close games. You're not phased by the moment or, you know, the pressure, and Purdue's played really, really well on the road, and I know this is going to be a different kind of hostile environment just because of the state rivalry, but um, 
it's definitely going to be exciting to watch. It should be a fun one. And yet, uh, you you are admitting here that every time you pick it, it, it seems like they don't lose. And yet, I'm looking at Media Mania right now, Sam, and I see a big Indiana next to uh, your name on the pick here. Uh, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, buddy? Well, I will, uh, I'll preface this by saying I'm not uh, up near the top of those Media Mania. You are games. not, nobody. <laughs> so, I wouldn't say that I am the, an expert picker, but also when you're down, you've kind of got to buck the trend and try to okay fun that other people aren't picking so i'm sure a lot of people had picked purdue and i was like well if indiana wins and i pick indiana i make up some ground there but uh, on the other side of it if, if indiana loses uh i just fall further and <laughs> more. love giving them a hard time hey did you get a chance to talk to mason gillis today um you know everybody is just enthralled with his his nine three-pointers and i i know he's kind of a uh, humble guy but uh did you get a chance at all maybe to uh, uh talk with him since he's uh uh hit all those threes and is his hand still on fire <laughs> uh well i saw him actually wheeling a uh giant bluetooth speaker into the the cardinal court and I said, hey, Mason, you hit nine threes. You find a walk-on to, to push that thing in there. You don't have to carry that in there yourself. So um, maybe that's just how humble he is, and maybe he just wants the music that bad that he's willing to do it himself. But um, he seemed to be a normal walking human being. There was no smoke trails coming off of him from behind. But, uh, you know, he was he was very humble after that, that Penn State game the other night. Uh, didn't take the credit and – you know, I think he realizes, and everybody on that team realizes that life is a lot easier for you on the perimeter because you have a seven foot four Canadian guy in the paint that is going to draw a lot of focus. So um, he just happened to get really hot, and Penn State didn't adjust to it. And uh, you know, other than a missed free throw at the end of the game that would have given him thirty, I don't think he could uh, ask too much more of that guy. Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier does a great job for our local paper covering not only. Uh, the local high school stuff, but also Purdue. I mean, he's he's like a one-man show right now. I don't know how he gets to all of it, but he somehow does and writes great stuff. So make sure you pick up your subscriptions. Uh, I also count him as a friend here as well. It's always great to have you on the show, buddy. I know you got a, a hell of a busy weekend ahead of you. Uh, I'll be uh, prayers up, man, for your sanity and for your rest. I hope you find some of it this weekend. Well, there's also swimming sectionals and wrestling regionals this weekend on top of top of girls basketball sectional championships. So, girl, wait, girl, girl sectional with prelims were last night? Yes. Ah, oh, jeez, how'd I miss th- Oh, my gosh. I, dude, I don't know how you do this, man. <laughs> I'm not even having to go out there covering. I'm still missing this stuff. Well, hey, buddy, best of luck to you this weekend, all right? Uh, have some fun out there, and uh, we'll be reading. All right, thanks. Appreciate being on the show. Thanks, Sam. Take care. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll come back, and let's take a little bit more of a, uh, an in-depth look at Purdue, Indiana, Assembly Hall, who's the X-Factors, what we need to watch for, and more, plus your thoughts on the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. That's next here on 101.7 The Hammer, 101.7 The Hammer. Hey, welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Big thanks to Sam King, Journal and Courier, man. I'll tell you what, you see that guy out at your local sporting event, give him a big thank you. I don't think you understand just how much he's got to cover uh, over there. And uh, the the one-man show right now, you know, Carm's been, uh, he, he's left from over there. He's doing this good work over at um, GoldenBlack.com, and I salute him for that. I'm mad or nothing like that. But, uh, you know, Sam, a, a one-man show over there uh, right now trying to tell the stories here in our community, especially with our ha- high school athletes and 
uh, that is uh, be a lot to cover, man. So uh, you see him out. Uh, give him a big thumbs up. Give him a big thank you, man. He's, he he works so dang hard at all this stuff. Tomorrow, 4 o'clock, ESPN. It is on. It is so on. It is Purdue and uh, Indiana. Once again, a battle for the soul of the state of Indiana here. Uh, Purdue obviously leading the Big Ten. And uh, Indiana coming off. Uh, they did have a nice little five-game win streak there. Uh, but then the uh, loss to Maryland on Tuesday, as soon as they got back into the rankings here, uh, has uh, reset them. They said it's 6-5 in the conference uh, as of right now. A, uh, a tremendous matchup here and, and a great test for Purdue. Uh, you'll have to shut down Trace Jackson Davis, who, um, I mean, I, I would say is you know, easily the second best big in the conference. I know Indiana fans would love to uh, make the argument that he is the best big man and the best player in the conference. I disagree. I do think it is Zach Eady. I mean, Zach averages more points. He averages more rebounds. Shooting percentage is higher. I don't think anybody really quite changes the game like him. Uh, the Field of 68 podcast, which you know usually has members trying to uh, negate any kind of argument that you could make for Zach Eady there, even today, uh, I, I saw Hainsborough uh, was making a comment on it that Zach could win National Player of the Year, Big Ten Player of the Year, and Comeback Player, or not Comeback, Most Improved Player of the Year. Like a lot of awards. But I'm not going to discount Trace Jackson Davis because I know he's still a, a a very good player. So question number one becomes, how do you defend that? And I'm sure this is going to be a great job for Caleb first with the occasional double team. Same thing that I anticipate them doing to uh, Zach Eady, where it's Race Thompson on him. I don't think they want to put the two superstars you know, up against each other. I, I don't see that happening. But he'll be, I mean, I mean he, he's, the, he's the guy. Anybody who watches Big Ten basketball knows that's the guy that if you are Purdue, you don't need for him to get any kind of confidence. You don't need for him to go off. Now, he hasn't been especially dominant against Purdue. Last year, what, two meetings uh, down in Assembly Hall. He had 15 points in 32 minutes. The game up here at Purdue, I believe he got, didn't he get in some early foul trouble? Or he had some kind of issue or something like that? Because he didn't, he only put up four points in 11 minutes. I think he got, he might have got hurt in that one. Maybe it was two years ago where he struggled and it was a, um, a foul issue that he had early on. Sophomore year, just 12 points and five rebounds in Assembly Hall, 25 and four here up in Mackey. Maybe not his most dominant stuff, especially on the boards. But undoubtedly, a guy that you can't let get hot, and undoubtedly, a, uh, a matchup where Zach Eady needs to be out on the floor as well. Because he's a guy that likes to operate close to the rim. He's not a step-out-and-shoot-it type of guy, although 
You know, if he wants to, I'm sure he can go out and take that shot. But he's a guy that wants to work in close, much like Zach Eady does. So it's going to be incumbent on Purdue to keep him away from the rim as best as possible. The one thing I will give um, the Hoosiers is that in their last, that that five-game win streak, the one thing that they were doing there was uh, better defense, much better defense. I think the Illinois game becomes the impressive one because A, it's on the road. B, it's a 15-point win. You put up 80 points against the Illini defense that's second in the conference in conference play in defense. They only give up 64 points per game in conference play, and you put up 80 on them. So I'm pretty impressed with that. I was impressed with the Michigan State game. And then 82 to 69 at home. You can't really be impressed with wins at Minnesota, especially that one at Minnesota, which was very much in doubt there for a second. Can't really be impressed with the last week's win over Ohio State because they are a shell of themselves. No direction. You got a home win against a ranked Wisconsin team. You know, you only give up 45, but we know they don't score. They're a terrible scoring team. But you got to give them the Illinois game. You got to give them the Michigan State game. The Maryland loss looks bad because Maryland's 11th in scoring in Big Ten play. I know they're a very physical team. That is the one thing that gives me a lot of hope in this game. I think they're a very physical team. I don't think that um, uh, Maryland's a physical team. I, I don't think Indiana responds uh, very well to that. I don't think that they're, uh, at, at least you listen to a lot of their fans talk, especially in the first half of the year, don't find this team to be very mentally tough either at times. So I think Purdue going out there and uh, hammering them early and often, that's the way to go. It's easier said than done. So if if all the attention is being put on stopping Zach Eady and all the attention is being put on stopping Trace Jackson Davis on the interior, that means those wing players, those ones, twos, and threes, now become the most important guys on the court in the depth there, as Sam pointed out, will also become important. So who wins that battle? Ethan Morton on defense versus Jalen hood Shafino. Who wins that battle? Because if Ethan Morton wins it, I think that's uh, that's huge. You know, is Lawyer, I'm assuming Fletcher Lawyer on, uh, on, a, on a Trey Galloway? Can you keep him from getting hot from three? And somebody's got a, a playoff a cop as well. Now, what does their bench look like as well? Bench really hasn't been generating a lot of points. Uh, just, uh, what, 10? At Maryland, they only rotated in three guys. That home game uh, against Ohio State, much better. You know, Malik Reno had a great game in that one with his 15 points. I'm just, I'm shocked that for as good as Bryce Sensabaugh is, 
And as big as Zed Key is, how terrible. They can be on the interior defending. But that was the game that uh, Jalen Huchifino went ham. And that's, again, another good indicator there because that's a group that wanted to double down on Trace Jackson Davis at times, kicks it out, and and Jalen, you know, six for nine from three was the big beneficiary of that. So uh, Sam, Sam dead on here earlier. You know, your superstars have to still play well. But really, it's going to come down to those battles uh, one, two, you know, one, two, and three. How do those shooters do or get to the hole? I make you feel a little bit better that you know, Mason Gillis just went off for three the other night, right? It's another guy you know can shoot from the outside. It's another guy they're going to have to prepare for who on tape all the way up to today. You would you would say, yeah, no, we're, we can kind of cut that guy loose if he's off the bench and that's the way we're going to play. Sure, why not? It'll be a whole lot different in this one. I mean, I expect a, a bit of a slugfest here. I, I'll be honest with you. I expect that line to open up and Indiana maybe to be two-and-a-half-point favorites. We'll see what happens later on this evening when they release those, but don't be surprised to see Indiana a bit of a favorite in that one. Now, this is up here. No question about it. This is a seven, eight point game in favor of Purdue. But Indiana plays their best basketball at home. That's, that's undeniable. I think they have what, uh, is that Minnesota game the only road Big Ten victory that they have this year? They lost at Rutgers back in December. They lost at Iowa. They lost at Penn State. Uh, Forgot about the Illinois game and Minnesota. Okay. They lost at Maryland. But I feel like, you know, Minnesota is what it is. The Illinois thing's impressive. Said, I'll still give them that one. But they played their best basketball at home. And it's a Saturday. It's an easy drive for those yokels from Indianapolis to go down. I mean, their whole season's riding on that game as fans. It's a big one. That's a real big one. A lot of bragging rights on the line here. Producer's got to get this win. Right, you you all got y'all got a uh, a guy at the office. Y'all got at least one IU guy at the office, don't you? And even though he probably shouldn't have been able to be running his mouth, he's been running his mouth lately, hadn't he? You can't deal with this stuff. You're not going to put up with this stuff. You can't come into work on Monday with this Purdue loss. You're putting all of your positive vibes, all of your being, into being a fan at four o'clock on Saturday. You cannot come back in the office on Monday and listen to this guy for, oh, God, three weeks. I'm sorry, two weeks until you got a, until, until you get another game, two and a half weeks. And even then, you can whoop them in Mackey, and it still ain't going to shut them up. Got to win this game, man. Got to win it. All right, we're going to take our final break. We're going to come right back, and uh, we got the Boiler Basketball Show coming up here. We'll do more Hoops Talk uh, starting at 4 o'clock. Uh, we'll be right back, and we'll wrap up the Hammer Down Show next up.
Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. It's uh, Jared Jesselitis here. Coming up, uh, we have the Boiler Basketball Show. Jeff Julek sliding in here with myself. We'll talk with Alan Karpik and get you ready for that uh, big matchup here uh, tomorrow uh, against the Hoosiers. All right, before we take off here, this NHL, the, the NFL All-Star competition that they did last night, I saw a few clips of things, but I'll be honest with you. Did you know what time any of this stuff was on? Why is it on like a, a, a Thursday? Uh, it just seems like a weird thing. They keep on trying to figure out what to do. Like, I just, I'm sorry. I don't really want to watch them play dodgeball and do obstacle courses. It's a little bit. <sighs> I'm glad they kind of brought back the quarterback competition with the moving, um, you, you know, targets and all that kind of stuff. That seems real. But can we figure out something else or just give up on this thing? I mean, Lord knows they don't even attempt to play real football in the Pro Bowl anymore for fear of injury, which I get. That's fine. But what are we <laughs> What are we doing? You're not expecting me to tune in and watch this, are you? Oh, it's getting it's getting so bad. NBA All-Star Weekend has the best absolute best skills competition, followed closely by the NHL. And then the NFL, I, I think MLS has a better all-star weekend skills competition than the NFL does. Please, for the love of Pete, fix this thing, man. It just, they don't even look like they care anymore. They're just there for the vacation. And they don't even get to go Hawaii anymore. It is what it is. All right, all right, I want to thank Sam King for being on with us here. Stay tuned. Coming up next, uh, we'll do the Boiler Basketball Show against myself and Jeff Julek. We're going to spend a whole hour talking Boilermaker hoops, talking Big Ten hoops, it's a lot of fun. You want to stick around for that. Plenty more local sports stocks on the way here on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. At Purdue Federal Credit, you found a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured.